Now, though, time for this. <sighs> Sam's Diary. This is where Sam Pang reflects on the events of the week. Like two more for the year, Swanee. I suppose the next week. One. Mm. This and one more. Yeah, that'd be two. <laughs> no, well, you're in it now, so that doesn't count. Haven't started yet. <laughs> You've already written this one, though, haven't you? Or are you going to make it up on the go? Well, like imagine Dino's that. Yeah, no, Dino's been, <laughs> apparently, uh, Matty Lloyd, former wrestling great, big fan. Said it was terrible. It's now switched switch back over. Yeah, but Alyssa got his attention. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in, Lloyd. <laughs> All right, we all know the diary. Monday. Big news out of Zimbabwe with a new president named Jennifer Kite from Channel 7 has more. Emerson Mangagwa was officially sworn in in front of 60,000 cheering supporters in the capital Harare. The 75-year-old, known as the Crocodile, was Robert Mugabe's former right-hand man. That's right, Mangagwa in, Mugabe out. One of I know, I should just play the catter thing, but I'm not going to. Because mm-hmm. one of Mangagwa's first promises was this one. He's promised to hold free and fair elections next year. Sorry, Dana, can you play the right one, please? He's promised to hold free and fair elections next year. <laughs> free elections. He's not going free to. Free elections in Zimbabwe. That is unbelievable. <laughs> the final episode of Have You Been Paying Attention uh, was on and the host of the show and comedy icon, Tom Gleisner. Now, we all know that at this stage of his storied career, essentially, Tom really is nothing more than a talking cadaver. But Tim Mountford, <laughs> our, our expert audio man, outdid himself with this intro. Well done. Well done, Mount. So good. Tuesday, Richie Sambora was on the show. Wow. I don't know about you, Brandy, but when I think of Bon Jovi, I will always from now think of the traditional short-form Japanese poetry haiku (laughs) in lines of three three lines of five, seven, and five syllables respectively because a young Chrissy Swan wrote a haiku about Richie Sambora and got to read it out to Richie Sambora. Every single day... He is always on my mind. Richie Sambora. <laughs> five, seven, five. Five, seven, five. Richie, what do you reckon? you got to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> if I told you a young Chrissy Swan was going to read, get to read a haiku that she'd written to Richie Sambora, oh, that would be amazing. I would have said, get out. No way. Are you excited, Swanee? Yes. Yeah, it was a really big deal. I was a huge, was a big a huge Bon Jovi fan. Well done, Wednesday, bump day. Not a great great show. show. Not helped by the fact that Tracy Grimshaw was on the phone to talk about her one-on-one interview with Don Burke. Mm. A fascinating... She's everything. She's everything, according to you. A fascinating, (laughs) at time, perplexing chat with the former happy-go-lucky gardener. From self-diagnosing Asperger's to many other things, Burke seemed to acknowledge some things while questioning the blurred line between perfectionist and sexual predator. (laughs) The interview, the interview seemed. I mean, to, it's a tough call. I get it. I get such it. Such a blurry line. The interview seemed to raise more questions than answers. Mm. Questions like, "Where's Jeff Jans in all this?" Oh. And, <laughs> and the other question Don wanted answered was, "Where's the line?" Well, I've got an answer. Currently, Don, it's right behind you, filled with women accusing you of sexual assault. <laughs> 
Tom. That's where the line is. Jonathan Brown. Through his wife, Kylie Brown. I under- cannot believe you've tacked me onto the back of a Don Burke. Yeah, I needed, I needed, a, I needed something, a, more of a segue there anyway. But That's all right. You're far enough away. Thank you. Jonathan Brown. Through his wife, Kylie Brown, under the bus. Yeah, I'm trying to hold the family household together at home because uh, my wife has turned into a uh, socialite. <laughs> and, uh, well we'll done, stand by that. Yeah, I yeah, know. You should stand by my next book. Just keep an eye on Poor it, by man. the way. She's, uh... Yes. And... Again tonight. Jeez, these, wow. Things are falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> we're back on the circuit, big fella. <laughs> Mind me long. Mind me long. I'm asking you what you were asking Dino, what Tinder was. That was awkward. <laughs> that. Brownie threw Kylie under the bus and Channel 10's Steve Quartermain threw com- compatriot Brad McEwen under the bus. They say marriage is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> so they run away with our... You should find out by marrying your lovely girlfriend, Brad. Oh. <laughs> you didn't need to go there, Stephen. See you tomorrow. Oh. Oh, see, yes. Bre- a quarter see you tomorrow is one of the great... It's one of the... the, the how happy he is. It's just a beautiful... Have a listen to the tone of his voice. You should find out by marrying your lovely girlfriend, Brad. You didn't need to go there, Steve. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> see you tomorrow. Didn't even hang around. No. Thursday. Lydia Thorpe, the Greens member for Northcote and the first Indigenous woman elected to part of Victorian Parliament, was in studio to talk about the political challenges ahead and inevitably our romantic past did come up. Mm. While I recalled us going out for two days in grade four, when going into Chrissy's cone of silence, Lydia remembered differently. I think it was more like grade two or three and I thought it was, a, it was for about a week. I've got a grade oh, three. A, a week-long relationship is a big deal. As we all know, it's always awkward when a couple's dates don't match up. Mm. I haven't actually given up uh, on us getting back together, by the way. As you all know, <laughs> things aren't good at home. <laughs> mm. I wonder who, who has regrets there, Swanee. So they've jumped off the wagon early. Both have gone on to become a huge success. Of course, That's the national true. brand and then the first Indigenous member of Parliament. Who would have the regret? I mean, I said, well, it'd be very hard. That's a power couple right there. It's bone crusher, our Waverly starts, neck and neck. Yes. I'll finish with the story of the wartime commander of uh, Bosnian Croat forces, Slobodan Praljak, literally drank poison during his trial in The Hague after a United Nations judge turned down his appeal. Mm. He was uh, convicted in the early 90s, and when the verdict was handed down, Praljak was tilted his head back and drank from a bottle, saying... I just drank poison. I am not a war criminal. I oppose this conviction. Mm. Now, Brownie, I'm no body image expert, but the drinking of poison in court to me is not the behaviour of an innocent man. In saying that, if I'd known that drinking poison was an option, there's not a single interview with a real housewife of Melbourne (laughs) that I wouldn't have swigged away like a pirate with a bottle of rum. (laughs) Friday. Friday. Until next week, goodbye. Chrissy, Sam and Brownie.